We would like to welcome our beloved brother, Imam, our Mufti from Masjid Mumineen of uh, Stone Mountain, Georgia, Dr. El Amir Saad El Bori, yeah. who is uh, uh, our presenter today. We would like to welcome him on behalf of Asha team, and uh, I'm your sister Nahila. And we would like to have Imam to do the open door for us, <laughs> inshallah. And this meeting is recording and it's also is camera off. Now the sisters, uh, we're running a little bit late, but uh, Imam, would you give us one more minute? A couple of sisters will join, inshallah. Isn't it? Inshallah, I'm there. <laughs> بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى الذي باركنا حوله بنبيه من آياتنا إنه هو السميع البصير صدق الله العظيم uh, First of all, it is my honor to be with you um, on this day and actually, this day marks the, or this night marks the night of Al Isra al Mi'raj, at which our Prophet was taken for like a journey, earthly journey from Al Masjid Al Haram to Al Masjid Al Aqsa. And from Al Masjid Al Aqsa, he was taken up. Uh, for a heavenly journey to Sidrat al-Muntaha by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke directly to the Prophet sallallahu So it is uh, an honorable night, this night. And actually this is a good start because the occasion of Al-Isra al-Mi'raj reminds all of us of the role of the, the women uh, within the life of the Prophet Actually, the ulama said that al-Isra al-Mi'raj, the journey of al-Isra al-Mi'raj took place to the Prophet because of some reasons, among which is that the Prophet missed his close beloved wife Khadija. Uh, and the ulama used to call the, the year uh, in which the Al-Isra al-Mi'raj took place the year of sorrow, Am al-Huzn. Because the, the Prophet sallallahu as I mentioned, lost his beloved wife, uh, Khadija, and also his uncle uh, Abu Talib. Yet Abu Talib was like, uh, was non-Muslim. And he used to support Islam and to uphold Islam. Um, but he died in the state of uh, disbelief. The Prophet ﷺ offered Islam, offered him to, to adopt Islam, but he refused it. Even at the time of his death, he refused it. So, and actually, this is another issue, but I would like to pinpoint it. 
that not on not every non-Muslim is an enemy to Muslims. Uh, the uncle of the Prophet ﷺ, Abu Talib, used to support Islam, used to support the Prophet ﷺ and like uh, protect Muslims. Um, uh, this is why the Prophet ﷺ said in an authentic hadith, in Allah Taala may protect. The Prophet ﷺ said, Allah may protect this religion, Islam, by the non-Muslim, by the non-Muslim. And the role of Sayyidah Khadija was like, uh, was unbelievable because Sayyidah Khadija, the beloved wife of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to, to, to be a shield for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And um, when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we all know that, we all know that, that when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam received the revelation from Jibreel, he went back to his family uh, like, uh, uh, and the, the wife, Khadija, like comforted the Prophet وسلم, and she said, Allah will not let you down. And she, she, she made a good job to the Prophet وسلم, at that time. And she used to support Islam financially, um, to support the weak Muslims, uh, the slaves, uh, by her wealth. She was wealthy before Islam, and she spent a lot of money to, to uphold Islam and advocate the, the Islamic matters. And this is why al-ulama like called the, 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 the year in which al-Isra al-Mi'raj took place, the year of sorrow, because the Prophet lost his beloved wife uh, Khadija and his uncle. And even the Prophet said in his saying yani the people of Quraysh, the non-Muslims of Quraysh like took advantage of me after the death of Khadija and uh, Abu Talib. And we all know the, the role of Sayyidah Fatima uh, when the Prophet So the Prophet uh, yani, yani experienced uh, so many, you know, attempts of murders. Uh, one of them, in which our Prophet Sallallahu was bullied by the non-Muslims, and they, like, they, they spread the dust over the cloth of the Prophet Sallallahu The Prophet Sallallahu went back to his family, and as Sayyidah Fatima radiallahu anhu, may Allah be pleased with her, and with as Sayyidah Khadija, and with the wives of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, like, like um, comforted the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, as uh, she's crying, she's crying. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, uh, Don't cry, my daughter, because Allah will protect your dad. Uh, we have like a lot of uh, incidents and narrations in this, uh, in this regard, um, which like uh, present or manifest that the role of women in Islam is, is there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ta honors the woman and Islam honors the woman and the practices of the Prophet Sallallahu this is, this is something very crucial that we stick to the, the, the practices of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because we, 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 we take our deen, our religion 
from the practice of the Prophet وسلم, not from any other practices of any other uh, person. Uh, this is just an introduction, and um, I would I would like to to open the door for any questions. So, if you have any questions regarding the women in Islam, the role of women in Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you so much, Imam. If you don't mind, can you please um, give us a little knowledge about the role of women in Islam? Actually, okay. That's okay. A, like a refreshing, you know, message to all the women present, inshallah. Okay. Whenever I go, whenever I speak about women in Islam, I'm, uh, I'm asked about like, the some certain issues related to the role of the women in Islam, mirad and inheritance, the witness, the guardianship of men over women in Islam, the polygamy in Islam, beating women in Islam, you know, uh, forbidding women from being imam in uh, prayers and some other issues. Um, and, and actually, uh, uh, under no circumstances is violence against women encouraging or allowed in Islam. The Holy Quran contains tens of verses uh, that like exhort good treatment of women, several specifically enjoying kindness to women, uh, like in Surah Al-Baqarah, uh, in Surah Anisa, and actually there is uh, a whole surah called Surah Anisa, the surah of women. There is no uh, surah in the whole Quran called the surah of men. This is just uh, another um, digression. Uh, you know, in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elaborates so many things regarding the, the, the women, the women in Islam. Like surah, in Surah Anisa, number four, uh, three, five, Three, four. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala speaks about leaving wives apart. It is forbidden in Islam. In Surah Nisa number four, uh, one hundred twenty-nine, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala speaks about leaving wives as suspended. It is forbidden in Islam. In Surah Al-Baqarah number two, two hundred thirty-two, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala speaks about you know uh, preventing women from marrying former husband. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbids this, uh, this act. Um, in another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa um, prohibit uh, to marry women against their will. Uh, so a virgin came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and said, O Messenger of Allah, my father had married me against my will. Then the Prophet ﷺ allowed her to exercise her choice to acknowledge the marriage or to just cancel it. So this is this is this is just like a quotation from the Quran Karim and the Sunnah and um, uh, And as I mentioned, the more, one of the most repeatedly asked question, uh, and actually it is a valid question, is is beating women, because it is mentioned in the Qur'an. It is mentioned in the Qur'an 434, 434. 
Um, and actually, uh, um, I would say when we <coughs> when we read the Quran Karim, we need to like interpret it in the line in the light of the the practices of the Prophet because we got our religion from the Prophet Allah says in the Holy Quran that it is allowed if there is any rebellion from the side of women, rebellion, uh, religious rebellion, uh, you can, you can, you're allowed as a, a guardian of women to, first of all, to advise. Second, you might uh, uh, turn away from her. Uh, third, you, if those measures didn't work, you can, you may beat her, beat her. It is mentioned in the Holy Quran, but it is one of the <coughs> most misunderstood ayah in the Holy Quran uh, because people may take it so far and may misquote it and consequently they like uh, misinterpret it. Uh, Ibn Abbas, this is the cousin of the Prophet وسلم, said it is to beat your woman by the siwak, by the siwak. And he meant that beating women at this case is not to like to harm or to hurt her. It is just to make a point, to make a point. And uh, as I mentioned, it was, it is the last step before the split of the, 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 the marriage of the family. Um, uh, even though the Prophet وسلم, even though the Prophet didn't, he وسلم, never ever beat uh, uh, any of his wife. And you know, we have another hadith in which our Prophet وسلم, said that, that he got angry at his wife one day uh, the reason why they asked for more money, something like that. Anyway, the Prophet sallallahu left, huh, left his house. And the Prophet sallallahu went to the masjid and like spent one month, a whole one month in the masjid, in the attic of the masjid. Uh, the Prophet sallallahu didn't kick his wives out of the house. Uh, he didn't beat, he didn't hit, he didn't harm, he didn't hurt. The Prophet on his own, he left the house uh, and went to the, the, the masjid. And this is the practice of the Prophet And even for the Islamic matters, for the Islamic matters, um, and the top of the Islamic matters is a salah, is a salah. And, you know, uh, so many times the, the men come to me and you know they 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 say imam my wife like doesn't pray on time what should they do what should i do shall i like beat her i say no you cannot you cannot why islam is i said no the prophet sallallahu said you like encourage your Ahl, your and the word ahl in the usage of Quran Kareem refers to the wife. Uh, Allah Subhanahu says in Surah Taha, "Wa'mur ahlaka bil salat." Encourage your wife to uh, to pray 
واصطبر عليها and be patient be patient endure patience uh, uh, in encouraging them to perform as-salah so, and even the Prophet after the revelation of this ayah of this verse he used to go to the the house of his daughter Fatima and he used to say as-salah as al-fajr he used to say as-salah 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 you know wake up for salat al-fajr for more than uh, one month so this is the practice of the prophet sallallahu he got angry at his wives but he didn't kick them out he didn't like it this is the practice and this is the the evidence that, that we, we 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 have to stick with uh, some muslims may uh, and actually this is cultural issues this is not like uh, يعني, islamic issues the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in 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 an authentic hadith he said um huh? even though this ayah was revealed the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that the best among you will not beat the best among you will not hit yeah this is what our prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the prophet sallallahu alaihi another hadith said about beating women he said yani ama yastahi ahadukum yani don't you feel shy if you beat your wife like a slave and then like at the end of the day you have like an intimate relationship with her the prophet sallallahu made it very clear so yani this is just like an interpretation or uh, elaboration to the, this ayah because this is one of the misunderstood and misquoted and misapplied misapplied ayahs in the Holy Quran. Whatever, as I mentioned, wherever I go, I, I, I'm asking about this ayah 434. In this ayah also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about al-qawama, about al-qawama. Al-qawama, القوامة. If you check any translation, you would see different translations. Some may translate القوامة رجال قوامون على النساء. الرجال men are قوامون over women. What is قوامون? قوامون uh, may be guardians, may be, sorry, dominant, may be the people who maintain or who protect. And pretty much I incline to the, the last interpretation because al-qawama, uh, guardianship, or al-qawama is responsibility. But some men, like they took it as like advantage over women or over their wives. It's not superiority, it's not preference in Islam because the superiority or preference in Islam comes from the practices that are being performed. Because Allah Taala says in Surah Fujurat, in this well-known ayah in Akramakum the best among indeed, the best among you are those who are more pious, more righteous. So there is no superiority for and this ayah is we, we apply it generally, we apply it to uh, to there's no superiority for any gender to for uh, another gender. There is no superiority for like uh, Arabs for uh, over non-Arabs. There is no superiority for like the educated person or the illiterate person. There is no superiority in Islam except by a taqwa. 
but as I mentioned, some men may, may, may take this area very far and they consider it like a, a superiority. And actually, I have to admit that if you would check the, the Islamic references, some of them like mentioned that the Rajul, the man is super, to, to the, the woman. It's not the case. It's not that. Because as I mentioned, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, said, in akramakum the best among you are those who are uh, more pious, more, uh, more uh, you know, uh, righteous in akramakum There are men, you know, uh, abusing the legislations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They just, you know, uh, they don't consider any ayah in the Holy Quran except this ayah. Or the ayah number four from Surah Nisa, which talks about the polygamy in Islam, the plural marriage in Islam. They don't consider anything in, in the Holy Quran except those ayah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, permits all of us to beat our women and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to have like extra, extra wife. Some men, you know, uh, yani, yani, they abuse the, the uh, legislations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They distort the, the, the uh, uh, legislations, the pure uh, legislations of Islam. They are, and also there are many women who are somehow influenced by non-Muslim cultures. So we have like, we have, we have from both sides. Uh, a while ago, I was asked when I was giving the khutbah publicly, and it was very, very shocking and interesting situation. Uh, as I was giving the, the talk after Maghrib uh, about the, like the role of women in Islam, one of our brothers asked me, Imam, uh, can I have like extra woman or something like that? I said, brother, so we're in America and we abide by the law and it is, it is not permitted here to have extra. He said, I abide by Sharia. And this is the pretext. Yani, this is all, always the pretext. I abide by Sharia and I, I, don't, I don't care about anything except Sharia. I said, yes. And the Sharia also um, we have duties in Sharia, and among the duties of Sharia that you come to Salat al-Fajr to perform Salat al-Fajr in congregation, and you come to Salat al-Fajr. So Salat al-Fajr with the performance of Salat al-Fajr is a duty, and you don't you do perform Salat al-Fajr, the duties, and you are asking now, uh, and you are asking now about something that is permissible. It's not a duty, it's not like even like recommended in Islam, it is like allowed in some certain cases. It's not generally allowed, but out of our, what should I say? Uh, he said the Prophet Sallallahu had several wives and the issues, and your brother don't misquote the Prophet Sallallahu because the Prophet Sallallahu and even the Sahaba at the time of the Prophet Sallallahu had the reasons to extra, to, to have extra uh, extra marriage and the Quran Kareem restricted it. Restricted. Yeah. I, I always check the reasons. Some may say nothing about my wife, but it's not haram, right, Imam? 
Yes, it's not it's not haram, but you don't even you're you're not even committed to the duties of Islam. Why you're like using Islam to justify your desire? Think of the consequences. Yeah, one time I convinced. Alhamdulillah, I managed to convince one of our brothers. I said. One man came to the Prophet, uh, came to Umar ibn Khattab, huh? and he came to Umar ibn Khattab, and he said uh, he was like the chief of the believers. I mean, Amir al-Mu'minin. He said, Amir al-Mu'minin, I want to divorce my wife. He said, why? Why you would like to divorce your wife? He said, I don't love her anymore. I don't love her anymore. Uh, divorce in Islam is Makruh, it's not haram, but it's makruh, it's disliked. But Umar ibn al-Khattab, he, he was a realistic person. He was like a smart, realistic person. He said, oh man, are all families based on love only? Are all of our families based on only love? What about care and decency? Huh? So uh, he, he was realistic. It means you have to bear with patience, any annoyance, any disturbance uh, from your, your partner. The Umar ibn Khattab said, What about care? You take care of your family because you will, you will cause a damage and you will, you will cause the bad consequences within your family. What is your care about your, your, your family, your kids, your children? What about decency? To be decent, to 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 take care of your your your, uh, um, your wife, even though you're not يعني, يعني, feeling full in love with her. So, يعني, uh, I, I'm saying that because you know, from both sides, we have a lot of you know uh, um, a lot of misunderstanding of the Islamic uh, Islamic concepts. Um, among them, al-qawama, the guardianship. It is like to maintain, to protect your, your wife, to protect your family. It's not to subjugate or like to be to feel like uh, uh, super to your uh, to your wife. And also al-mirad, the inheritance, and uh, inheritance. Uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, um, some of the Muslims came to the masjid, Christians, mainly Christians, they came to the masjid and they asked me about the inheritance in Islam. Why, you know, the woman takes like a half of a man. Uh, and actually, it's not the case all the time. But anyway, anyway, if the woman takes like a half of the man in, in the inheritance, we have another hadith, which is significant hadith, significant hadith, in which a man came to the Prophet وسلم, and he asked the Prophet وسلم, uh, O Messenger of Allah, who among people is most deserving of my fine treatment? Who among people is most deserving of my fine treatment? So the Prophet وسلم, said, uh, your mom, your mother. He said, who next? He said, your mother. He said, who, ne who next? He said, your mother. Three times, thrive. The Prophet وسلم, recommended him to have a good treatment with his, his mom. Then he said, who next? 
at the fourth time, the Prophet said, you're dead. Uh, and this is a significant hadith. Uh, this is a significant hadith. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet advised all of us three times, three times to be to have a good treatment with our uh, moms, three times. And uh, of course, don't neglect our dads. In another hadith, the Prophet وسلم, you know, considered the, uh, the end uh, of the same status of the mother. One person came to the Prophet and he said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, uh, I have committed like um, a severe, a horrible like sin. The Prophet didn't ask about like which sin you you you, you committed, but he said you you need like an expiation, an expiation. Do you have uh, are you your mom is still alive? He said, No, she passed away. He said, uh, so your aunt is still there? He said, Yes. The Prophet directed him, navigated him to have a, a tree, a good treatment with his aunt, and it will expiate his major, major sin. Um, and we, we know that in, in the period of uh, ignorance, al-jahiliya, so many, so many bad practices took place against, used to take place against women, against women. They used to like uh, exclude women from inheritance. Uh, even the woman herself used to be among the, the inheritance, used to be inherited herself. Yeah, so, and yeah, yeah, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi so many hadiths like advice all of us if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us like uh, daughters, if I take care of them, if I be patient toward them, I feed them, Allah, I give them drink, I clothe them. This is the literally what the Prophet mentioned. If you have three kids, three daughters, and you be patient with them, toward them, you feed them, you give them drink, you clothe all of them they will be a shield for you from Allah. And the Prophet spoke about uh, the daughters, not about the sons. So this is kind of uh, the, uh, what should I say, the honor of women in Islam. Even the Prophet said, if you have any daughter, not, not only three daughters, if you have any daughter and you show patience, uh, it will be like a barrier from Allah for you, for uh, for you. <laughs> to conclude, before we open the door for questions, uh, we, uh, like imams, have a responsibility. Have a responsibility to like to represent and present the genuine Islam, the genuine Islam that is taken from Al-Quran Karim and the Sunnah Nabi, from the practices of the Prophet Sallallahu uh, Not from any other like source, because the practice of our Prophet Sallallahu is part of our deen. As for the fatawa, the decrees of this and that, we have a lot of, you know, fatawa that like abuse, you know, women in Islam. And for the person who is not well versed in Islamic education, 
uh, he will get disrupted and confused. So uh, anyway, Imam, the Imams, especially in the West, have to represent the general message of Islam. Uh, especially in some certain matters, the matter of women, the matter of like our relation with non-Muslims, uh, the integration within the society, so those like certain matters and items for us are very crucial for, for Imam. They have to present and represent Islam in a way that uh, pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that pleases the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So many, uh, uh, so many, uh, you know, practices within our communities um, that, you know, uh, were taken from our cultures, that were that were imported from our cultures. That that they are not like religious based. They have no based in Islam. Um, like you know, cornering women, keeping her in the kitchen, and that, that I mean, there is no there is no restriction for women to go out to go to the for picnic for education for universities. Well, you know, if you check the Sheikh Google nowadays, you'll find so many so many fatwa that that go that go otherwise. You know, we 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 listen to the Prophet وسلم, only to the Prophet وسلم, if you wanna like take another like source which like elaborate the 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 practice of the Prophet وسلم, we have to select those who are uh, who are like, genuine uh, representatives of Islam, like the four madahib, Imam Shafi, Abu Hanifa, Malik, Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. Don't go to because Allah, uh, yani, even the Imams sometimes they get disrupted because of so many fatawa. Uh, even though we are, alhamdulillah, will furnished in Islamic studies, but we get like this fatwa from this side, from this Gulf state and the other fatwa from other place, you know. Uh, what about the average person who are not this educated in Islamic, in Islamic studies? So we have to select our sources. Uh, so many, so many, of our of our practices, uh, as I mentioned, are imported from our cultures. <laughs> they are not uh, they are not parts of, of of Islam. We have to be familiar with that. We have to distinguish um, what Islam is uh, and what our cultures are. Alhamdulillah, Rabb Alameen. We would like to thank our honourable. Imam Hafiz Al Amir Al Hamir Saad for this so great presentation. Mashallah, amazing, amazing. As we all, all of us heard from our, you know, our elite Imam, under no circumstance is the violence against women encouraged, is encouraged or allowed in Islam, you know. And uh, Sheikh has uh, gone with a lot of hadith and some verse in the Quran. That just illustrate that. So under any circumstance, whether it's a COVID-19 time or any time, we have to learn that you know the relationship between a husband and wife should be one of the mutual love, respect, and kind and kindness. And uh, our Sheikh has uh, illustrated many, many occasions where uh, 
Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as a show kindness, love, and affection, especially in the you know show patience in anything he do towards his wives. So at this point, we would like to know if any one of you have questions and to direct them directly to Imam and well versed to really help us. We also would like to call all of you to mute your devices if you're now talking so that we can prevent some echo. Thank you very much. MashaAllah, Tabarakallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alaikum salam, sister. Alhamdulillah wa shukr lillah. Hamdan kaseeran taiban mubaraka fi. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Thank you so much, Imam, for sharing your knowledge with us. It was very educative, very informative. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate you making time in your busy schedule to speak with us regarding the role, the importance of women in Islam and all the good things that follows it that most of us are ignorant. Let me just put it that way. Ignorant. And the men and the women. May Allah grant us all beneficial knowledge mm -hmm. and help us all put it into practice because that's the most important thing also. Knowing is one thing. Put it into practice is another thing. So thank yes. you so much. Yes. May Allah reward you abundantly, increase your mm -hmm. knowledge, and mm -hmm. grant you and your family Thank you so much. May Allah bless you, my sister. Amen, amen. Any other questions, uh, Dr. Yusuf? Dr. Benemi, Sister Benemi, do you have any questions? We would like to hear from you. This is an opportunity for us to really ask our questions, you know, um, to our honorable uh, guests. And this is not a usual guest. This is an imam, uh, you know, Sheikh Imam of uh, uh, Masjid Muminin of uh, uh, Stone Mountain. Um, Georgia. You welcome, Dr. Yusuf. Yes. Go ahead, um, Dr. Mohammed. Sister Ramatu Mohammed. Yes, Sister Nahila. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Yeah, I'm with my daughter, so I had to move and change, please. So, um, thank you so much for the presentation. Yes, Alhamdulillah. Um. It was an amazing one. I joined a little bit late, but um, what when I joined, I gained a lot from listening to you. Jazakallah khair. May Allah bless you, sister. Jazakallah khair. It's my honor. Sister Khadija. Sister, do you have any comments? Any uh, any questions for Imam? Or any comments? Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm sorry. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. Jazakallah khairan. May Allah reward him. Allah reward him. We had a lot of knowledge from what he said. So may Allah reward him. Thank you. May Allah bless you. It's my honor, sister. Jazakallah khairan. And you too. Jazakallah khairan. And also, you feel free to have important information, especially those younger couples. There's a lot of things going on. So he's also a great brother for us. To come as a person yeah. and then instead of going to those a cafe giving you this different counseling session does not quote based on quran and the sunnah 
actually imams must be like uh, uh, must be educated in like in this in these matters and i feel sometimes imams including me uh, you know they are well versed in uh, tafsir aqidah you know fiqh and that like uh, classic islamic uh, studies but when it comes to counseling the imams including the 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 islam the muslim leaders within the community they have to they have to like to be to 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 be encouraged to obtain, to obtain proficient training and degrees in counseling because this this is something really needed in our community nowadays and sometimes imams cannot like take on this responsibility uh, on their own they have to they, they need another person to like to share to take on the responsibility with them because it became very it, it became phenomena nowadays phenomena nowadays they split with the families for minor reasons it became it became very uh, very shocking nowadays when we speak about the the time of the prophet وسلم, it was very rare very rare to hear about an incident of divorce you know it was very rare at the time of the Prophet even though the, the, the non-Muslims, they like, they attack Islam regarding the polygamy, regarding the inheritance and the status of women in Islam, the status of women, the status of the family, hmm? uh, um, generally at the time of the Prophet was uh, sound, was sound very rare that we heard about an incident of divorce of, uh, at the time of our Prophet Sallallahu And nowadays, it became a, a phenomenal issues, phenomenal issues, SubhanAllah. So we need our Imam to get like degrees in counseling, in sociology, psychology, even education, to have like so many things in order to deal with these matters, effectively and we need also the muslim leaders the intellectuals like you huh? the activists the teachers the muslim teachers we need them to be well versed in counseling societal matters sociology psychology those it will help inshallah because it became very shocking within the muslim communities nowadays the split within the families alhamdulillah Okay, may Allah reward you abundantly. Yeah. Imam, I have a one question. If you have to really reinstate that more in terms of the verse number four, uh, chapter number four, uh, verse 34, where a lot of people has really interpreted like, uh, is it permissible, you know, to, <laughs> to, to beat women and, and saying that uh, abandon them and then you can even uh, in the bed and even strike them physically. So what what do you say about that? Because it has been you know hidden sometime when you're talking to um non-believers or, or or sisters who take a shahada. Mashallah during this program we have a three sister who take a shahada. 
So, um, no, sure uh, uh, <coughs> so this kind of challenge, what can we say to those who survived away when it comes to those verses of Surah Tunisa, Ayah 34? Um, as I mentioned, sister, when we interpret any ayah from the Holy Quran, we interpret it in the light of the practice of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We, we cannot like seclude or exclude the, Prophet, the, the Quran Kareem from the practice of the Prophet Sallallahu Because Sayyidah Aisha said, uh, that the Prophet Sallallahu the manners or the characteristics of the Prophet Sallallahu were like uh, in accordance with Al-Quran. So we take our tafsir, the interpretation of the Quran came from the life of the Prophet Sallallahu And even though Allah Sallallahu speaks about the, the beaten women, hmm, quotation in Ayah number uh, 434 in, in Surah An Nisa, the practices of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was, was yani, the Prophet even Sayyidah Aisha said, never ever the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam be uh, any uh, wife or any um, slave um, uh, in his whole uh, lifetime. Um, and as I mentioned, Allah Subhanahu says in the Holy Quran, "Be patient." So when people like jump into beating women, this is something against Islam, and this is something against the practice of the Prophet sallallahu It is our desires. It is our anger. It is our anger. Yes, it is our anger. It is our bad attitude. The Prophet وسلم, who was the one who the first one who received the Quran Karim from Jibreel didn't didn't practice this issue with his family. Yet the Prophet وسلم, got so many times got, got angry at his wives, but he never وسلم, like hit any of his wives. As I mentioned, I would like to, to repeat it again. One time he وسلم, got angry and he left the house. He lived the house for one whole month, whole month. Even when Sayyidah Aisha, there is like an incident mentioned in Surah An-Nur, when the like a rumor like went everywhere in the Al-Madina about the affairs of Sayyidah Aisha, they accused the hypocrites accused Sayyidah Aisha of having like committed. Uh, uh, like adultery, adultery. The Prophet even at this time, the Prophet didn't kick her out of, of, of the house. Yani, look, look into that. Uh, yani, the Prophet وسلم, and we, 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 we stick to the, 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 the practice of the Prophet And as I mentioned, the Prophet said, uh, you don't feel shy if you beat your your wife like a slave, and then you have like an intimate relationship with her uh, in the last part of the day. This is very very clear hadith. This is very clear hadith. All right, thank you so very much. We really really appreciate you. Like you heard again and again, I'm trying to be a double advocate. As you heard again from Imam. Our Mufti, our honorable um, Hafiz, um, speaker of the day, you know, Al Mirsad, 
he emphasized and still consistently saying that under no circumstance is a violence against women is encouraged and the Prophet of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam should be our role model. Thank you very much for this. Bring us to conclusion of this project, or this presentation, this program, and we thank all of you for coming in, and also we thank Imam. And before we let him, we let him go. We're gonna ask him to do the closing dua for us. And again, we appreciate his time. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. All of us, among those who attain the barakah and the blessing of the month of Ramadan, who is a, which is approaching in just one month, who Allah make all of us, our families, our relatives, our non-relatives, our Muslim brothers and sisters, attain the blessings and the glamour, the glamour of the month of Ramadan, Ya Rabbil Alameen, very safe. Uh, May Allah protect our kids from drugs, from alcohol, from promiscuity, from bad companies, Ya Rabbil Alameen. May Allah protect all of us in this country and everywhere. May Allah protect all humanity from this pandemic, Ya Rabbil Alameen. May Allah make the month of Ramadan come like very safe for the Muslim Ummah and for the, non, for the humanity. Uh, all over the world, may Allah make all of us among those who are accepted. Ya Rabbil Alameen, inna ala kulishin qadir, wa bil ijabit jadir. Subhana rabbika rabbil azati amma yasifuna, salamun ala al-mursaleen, walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum as-salamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.